This is a podcast by The Business Times. Welcome to Money Hacks, where we explore useful financial tips to help you on your money managing and wealth growing journey. I'm your host, Howie Lim. It's the middle of March and the tax man cometh. Depressing but true. And listening to someone sprout cliched famous quips about taxes won't help you pay less. But expert advice might. Here's hoping anyway. So in this podcast, we'll talk about the tax hikes for the rich and how they can manage. And also we'll get some advice for us regular folk as well. Tan Ching Ni, partner specializing in tax PwC Singapore, joins us today. Ching Ni, thanks for your time. Thanks, Howie. Thanks for inviting me to this podcast. Happy to have you. So the higher earners just sort of what, sit back and take it, you think? They already only get 30 cents by way of transfers for every tax dollar they pay. It kind of feels like they might be punished for their success. So how are we setting context, right? For all of us to think of it as taxes and spending are two sides of the same coin. So where we expect the government to spend more on social causes, right? So with our aging demographics, you know, looking into the need of for more healthcare some years down the road and the need to help people in our society who are disadvantaged, all these are spending that we are expecting our government to do. So then there is therefore the need to fund this, right? So are the higher earners therefore being punished? In the scheme of, if we think about being fair, those with greater means to contribute more, 30 cents back on every dollar contributed. One way to look at it is also that, well, good thing that there's still the benefit, right? So public utilities, some form of positive coming back, right, to to everyone who's contributing to nation building. Okay, so then how significant are these one and two percentage point increases? I understand you earn more, maybe you contribute more. $170 million in tax collection as a result doesn't seem a lot. Is that going to help at all? Actually, it's a one percentage point increase, right, in 2023, and then another percentage point increase in 2024. So over two years for the high income earners. For $170 million in the overall scheme of things, well, one would say that, you know, it's just kind of moved the dial a little bit. But then again, right, the tax collection in terms of what the government needs to do needs to be seen in totality. So government collect revenues through GST and, of course, property tax. We also seen via the luxury cars, the ARF and so forth. So it is part of the collection where we don't have the $170 million. That also means that collection needs to come from somewhere else. It's actually trying to be a more measured way of collecting and targeted collections. What about your take on higher property taxes as the principal means of taxing wealth and also taxes on luxury cars that's being raised as well? Mm-hmm. It's relatively easy and inexpensive from the administration point of view, right, to collect higher property tax and also luxury cars tax. From the administrative point of view, it is already there, right? Property owners, whether it's a owner-occupied or you know non-owner-occupied, the collections have you know is already there. So raising that percentage point, firstly, it's ease of rolling this out in terms of why. These measures, it is important to see that for property and cars, right, it is the people with more means, it's able to get that higher value property buying those cars, right, of of a certain value and above. I want to spend more time on this aspect, what to do, what to do, before we talk about whether or not people are going to just escape Singapore, higher net worth individuals, what can they do? So capital gains remain untaxed, maybe they should just plow their wealth into non-property investment portfolios, for example. 
Mm. That's a thought. You are spot on, right? In terms of like what else to do. Now, if we look at our Singapore tax regime for the individuals, yes, whilst the personal income tax rate on income and therefore the high income earners, they're going to see the percentage point increase, right? From 22 to 23 and, and 24 thereafter. The importance is that actually investment income for an individual can be tax free. Income meaning is that your employment income, and of course, if you are in a activity generating income like a sole proprietor, you are the owner of that business, then that income, of course, is subject to personal income tax. And also mindful that our tax regime is on a territorial basis. So if you generate income overseas and you don't bring that income into Singapore, it can also be tax free. Okay, then let's jump then to, since you've mentioned personal versus corporate tax, for example, then the entrepreneurs and business owners, what business company structures have more advantages tax structures maybe and are therefore worth exploring in terms of managing the personal versus corporate tax? Maybe they could keep more of their money in their businesses. Uh, yes, you know, when we think about sole proprietorships, right, these are personal business, right, and therefore it's personal income subject to personal income tax. Now, we think about corporates, right, which is the private limited. It is a company. You put your money into the business in the form of capital. Now, capital is not taxable, right? You need the capital then, you know, to run your business. And for companies, you're taxed on profits. So where you're profitable, then of course you pay tax. And our corporate tax regime does have corporate income tax relief or rebates up to a certain amount. And the tax rate is at 17%, which is lower than you know the top bracket of the uh, personal income tax. So there is that difference right, of that soon to be 23% versus 17%. So, Chingni, are there other things maybe the high income people can do? Tax deductible donations, maybe... I think for sure, the donations, you know, in terms of the 250% deduction when donations are made to approved IPC, which is the approved charities. Now, that remains available for all donors because, of course, in the vein of philanthropy, that is still available. So for, for individuals and for companies, right? And for individuals, you have to look at, have you maximized your $80,000 cap on personal tax relief? Now, because we get our CPF contribution relief, right? So that's tax-free. If you're married and with children, you get your child relief. If you're a working mom, you get your enhanced relief for the children. So all said, there is a cap of $80,000. Now, that's donation aside, right? So in a case of you want to think about, you know, where there is the tax-deductible investment in the form of the SRS, it's been around for a long time. So for individuals, this is something that one could consider but that's it. You know, I keep raising about the 80000 It's like not to forget there is a cap on the personal tax relief. But at the end of the day, also, Chingni, personal income tax is kind of low in Singapore still, even for the high net worth individual, right? It's making us seem kind of whiny because how does it compare to other developed countries? That's quite high. Right. Well, I would say that if, again, right, uh, the word is totality. If the high income earners take a step back and look at everything in totality, 
there's been many things that has been beneficial for individuals in the sense that we've had the stability and then Singapore as a country to live in, to work, to live in, and then, you know, for families to, to be here. There's been quite a lot of the pluses, whilst one would think that, hey, is the personal income tax rate rising? Our tax rates are still very competitive if we do a comparison of the neighboring countries, for that matter, you know, in our region or even globally. If we think about it, who nearer home has got lower personal income tax rates? I would say Hong Kong. But I think, you know, taking a step back to choose a country to to live in, you know, where we want our family to, to grow. There are many factors besides tax. Now, it's important, but is it the, the all? Other factors have contributed for the high income earners to continue to stay here. We've been speaking to Tan Ching Ni, partner specializing in tax, PwC Singapore. Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or via the Google Voice Assistant and Amazon Alexa-enabled devices. And now back to our podcast episode. And it's still early days. I mean, it's just about March now, and the announcement was made in February, right? So no danger of an exodus, you reckon, in your experience? Because it also hasn't deterred wealthy families looking to set up those family offices in Singapore, has it? Yeah, I agree. Firstly, let, let's talk about, oh, impact of this announcement. Now, obviously, you know, any tax hike gets a lot of attention. Now, whether it's generating more negative responses than positive, people tend not to like to be coming out with more money, right? So um, when is it ever positive, Chingni? Yeah. Correct, correct. When we have to spend more money. Uh, True, true, true. What is good, and I personally hope that this measured way of doing things remain, is that there is enough time for people to respond, to think about, oh, do I actually need to do something? Now, that's important. One percentage point in 2023 and then another percentage point in 2024. But there is that runway if you need the individuals that is uh, impacted, if you really want to do something, there's time to plan, right? There's two years. And wealthy families, founders of businesses, thinking of where to relocate, right? Has that deterred immediately post-February 18? You know, have we seen, you know, nobody's falling off the chair. I think that's that's the good news. Because knowing that Singapore, we want to remain attractive to the investment community, right? We want to be that investment hub. We want to attract high net worth, wealth, you know, uh, be it individuals, families, right, for them to come here or put their money here. I think that's important, right? There's this term, right, wealth is mobile. They, they can choose to live actually anywhere now in terms of where they want their wealth to be managed, you know, so through family office, to trust structures and all that. There's a choice. Therefore, our rate increase, right, needs to be looked at very carefully because we do not want that exodus, right? Whoever's already here, we want to have them continue to be here because it helps with our entire economy, you know, and we want to continue to attract new entrants, right, to to Singapore. Investors want certainty. Now, will the government therefore be like moving it up to 25, 26 very quickly? But we know that that's not going to happen until after 2024 and where government remains, right, the, the same way of rolling out changes that there will be time given, then I, I think that still puts us in a good place for investors. Right. Every year, we're going to have to ask tax experts this. What is your top tip for everyone? Because you see them not doing it. It is a fact, right? Government has to collect revenue through taxation. We do see that the GST rate, even at 9%, is one of the lowest in the world. 
So that rate is looking to go up. The question is just when and for the government, again, you know, to give reaction time. Now, for the taxes, right, that's linked to wealth, which is, you know, back to the point of the ones with more means should contribute more. I would not rule out new forms of wealth tax. Folks are calling the increase in property tax, the increase in personal income tax rate, a form of wealth tax. So will there be different types of taxation being introduced in the future in order to collect revenue? Now, I won't rule that out. So the Uh, tip is more crystal ball gazing or to expect more taxes that people don't seem to do and be prepared for it. I think, yes, the tax rates will go up. It's a balance, right? We want our government to remain balanced because right now at 24%, we're still very, very competitive. So what is that tipping point? Now, whilst going up a couple more percentage points where we can still remain competitive, I think that could be the way to go. Now, the question is the time horizon, right? Is it in the next five, eight, ten years? I think we have to also watch what is happening. And clearly, the pandemic hit the world. All of us, nobody saw it coming. And governments around the world had to spend more money. (laughs) So then, you know, when there's a need, right, to rebuild our coffers in order to help the country, then more measures will be introduced. There will be changes. Remaining status quo, that's just not being realistic. Many things are happening in the international arena and we, Singapore, certainly can't sit still. You know, the future is bright. So while some taxes have to be collected, I, I wouldn't say I fell off the chair with the uh, budget announcement. For us at PwC, if we grow right our economic pie, that means it's like where we are able to create more jobs in Singapore, whether it's through our own local enterprises growing or continue to encourage, invite the, the foreign investments. Now, by growing that, right, everybody being gainfully employed or the enterprises doing better, then paying the taxes, yes, is a cost, but it's thriving on doing good and better, contributing via taxes, right? And then so the country and society gets to benefit. We have to move in that direction. Now, if our economic pie starts shrinking, then having a higher tax rate, it's going to have a double whammy and therefore negative sentiments. I think then that's when, you know, we start to worry. All right. Thanks for your time, Ching Ni. No, thank you. Thanks, Aoi. Tan Ching Ni, partner specializing in tax, PwC Singapore. And that's a wrap for Money Hacks this week. Don't forget to like us and give us a rating and I'll talk to you soon. That was a podcast by The Business Times. Send your feedback to podcast at sph.com.sg. Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or via the Google Voice Assistant and Amazon Alexa-enabled devices. For more podcasts by The Straits Times, The Business Times, and Money FM 89.3, you can also download the audio by SPH app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Do note, all analyses, opinions, recommendations, and other information in this podcast are for your general information only. You should not rely on them in making any decision. Please consult a fully qualified financial advisor or professional expert for independent advice and verification. To the fullest extent permitted by law, SPH Media shall not be liable for any loss arising from the use of or reliance on any analyses, opinions, recommendations, and other information in this podcast. SPH Media accepts no responsibility or liability whatsoever that may result or arise from the products, services, or information of any third parties.